This thing on. I can never get in there. There he is. He's back. That's right. Miss was in charge of your line the other day, Kana. And, and she, I no failed. Way. She dropped the ball. I literally Whoa. failed. Like, it was bad. Okay, so you know how, like, you get in a routine of things and you hear the intro music and you're just like, yeah, this is great. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah it completely was no music. And it feels like, is this thing on? And I just stare at him and he went, yeah, we've been, I've been... And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah. We haven't played the intro music for us to hear for a while, because right. I've been fixing stuff yeah. and uh, doing stuff in post-production, but yep. I think it is a lot more fun. Yep, it's true. You know something that I hate, by the way, this is... <laughs> these freaking... Can you drive, do you drive a company vehicle? Uh, Yeah, like once I get to the shop, yeah. Do they have cameras in the vehicle? No. Oh my lord. We got one of these cameras in the pickup truck. Okay. So not only is do you just get the feeling that somebody's staring at you constantly. Because Yeah, they're oh, watching yeah. you. Technically, they, they could be. They want to make sure you're not doing drugs or oh, drinking while driving. Are. Also, this camera will yell at you. What? Your seatbelt's not on. Put your phone down. Please reduce speed. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know oh, how that's no. great. You know how, like with your car. If you don't put your seatbelt on for like what a minute, it just it's like whatever. It does just this one shut off? It, this does not shut off. This don't stop. <laughs> oh no. This woman yells at me. <laughs> so here's the thing. And her idea, her, I'm talking like it's like it's like a human. You think it's a woman? It's a woman's it's voice. It's a woman's voice. Okay. This this camera, its idea of what the speed limit is, is wrong. No. So sometimes you'll be going along. Uh, going like 55 and the speed limit is actually 55 for some reason it thinks it's 35 so it's yelling at you the entire time <laughs> oh my oh, goodness man. Dude, that's horrible and so uh, it, there the other day i was trying to make some time i had a meeting i was in a company vehicle and this thing yelled at me for like 40 miles dude i was ready to put the truck into the wall <laughs> <laughs> dude no more sleeping on the job for you oh, but i did figure something uh, out so i i wear these bluetooth headphones at work all the time where i'm constantly listening to whatever and they're the they're the bone connectivity headphones so they they like touch your jaw and then the sound goes through your jaw and into your ear okay so then you can put earplugs in hmm. so i discovered if i put earplugs in and turn my podcast up really loud all of a sudden, I can't hear the camera yelling at me no more. <laughs> Dude, Problem solved. I've never even heard of such a. I've never heard of such a thing though. That's kind of like I knew about cameras in there, but I didn't know they actually like talk to you. A woman yelling at you. Man, oh yeah. Was it Mariah's voice? By <laughs> it was. The stuff. It. It. It's. I'm waiting on Miss to come back because I guess Squeak Star Holler. It. It kind of aggravates me because. You think about it, when, when you have a camera and they're watching, because there's two cameras on this thing, one that watches the road and one that watches you, it's okay. basically like a company telling you, we really don't trust you. <laughs> we just don't. <laughs> That's exactly I mean, what we just, saying. I want to insult you right off, right off the top. <laughs> right, off, right off the bat, we just want to insult you. Oh, man. Uh, man, I don't like cameras, dudes. We have them. We do. We don't have them in our trucks, but we have them all over our office, and it's just, I hate like walking by because like 
you know, you know those people are watching it because they right. even laugh and talk about it. Like, oh, I saw it last night. It's like, oh crap, what was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Miss, we got I, this is kind of your thing here. Uh, you're the one Thank brought you. this up to me. Thank you. Give me the reins tonight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Tell tell them what's going on here and who we got on all that kind of stuff. So um, as you know, we have Phil Sparks that's here, and then we have Kim right now. Where's Where's the car crash? Is it Is it that one? <laughs> There it is. <laughs> no. Uh, so we have a special guest tonight. Um, and it we'll be talking about a touchy subject. Just want to make that clear. Will we? Yes, we will. More not not so you, I yes. guess. Because you said that you want to take a back seat on this one. Well, yeah, because you, you you brought this up to me. And I'm like. I did. And he was I, like, I, I don't know what else to say. This is very point blank. Yes, this is wrong. And I'm like, yes, but there are different people that have different feelings about this. And so their version is a different than a different version. And as we explain this, and I think our listeners will understand a little bit better what we're talking about. First of all, who's on the phone? But, but <laughs> we do have a, a special guest, Sarah Teeter. She Sarah is here. Teeter. Hello. Hi. Hi. So do you want to mention what we're talking about or do you just want to? I'll let you take the intro. All right. Um, so... The topic on this we're going to be talking about is sex inside marriage. Um, and we're going to be talking about the things we know about it and the negative sides of it that have been painted by the CHM, as well as the horror stories that Which, go with Which, by the it. way, this topic was sprung on me. It sure was. At about noon. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we're going to talk about sex. <laughs> I'm like, and I, he's like, I mean, okay, bring the tequila. Let's go. I mean, I no. <laughs> Sounds like something I would get in trouble if we talk. <laughs> and there's the CHM coming out of you right there. I guess so. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. And there's nothing that embarrasses Phil more than talking about sex. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I try not to get embarrassed, but you know, how do you not? How do you get embarrassed? CHM mindset, baby. It is CHM mindset. It really I don't understand. is. I guess yeah, we, I'm just a very. Open we might person. as well shave our beards and put a suit and tie back on. We're practically CHM. <laughs> no, no, please do not. <laughs> Please. No, but I was well, talking dude. to Sarah. Phil's the one that would feel bad going through the store and seeing the magazines on the walls. What it, oh, see, I never felt well, bad about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we know you didn't. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's just, very just, clear. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got my mind. I'm, I'm thinking here. I'm I know thinking. you are. And I can take out pauses later, so that's it's why fine. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm fine with that. Uh, I'd rather you take your time thinking than to blurt out something you'd have no idea what you're saying. Well, then I probably shouldn't say anything. <laughs> no, but I, I do have a few questions. I would like to have the input of Ken and Mariah and Phil, and I'm sure Sarah Teeter is going to give her side of it because she was from a different time period than we were. Yeah, sorry, I'm old. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, but like her views on things and her upbringing, I'm sure it's going to be painting her story. Um, and so I'd like to have the input of everybody. Um, in regards to this topic, yeah, it's an interesting topic. I I, I like what um, what's what's our uh, Nick Lavender and, and um, yeah, Beyond the Vow. They Beyond they've the vow. been talking about some of this in regards to how the CHM looked at it. Mm-hmm. They also went through. There, are the, we going way darker than I they got are? That book, uh, that book by E. Shellhammer right there. They covered oh, some of that. Dear. Some of the crazy. I was wondering where we're going to cover yeah. that. Yeah, which I that book is that very be, yeah. weird. Yeah, it's what. So they've talked some about it. So I've listened to some of them mm-hmm. and. Um, it, it it needs to be talked about as far as with the CHM. 
right. it, was, it, was very, it was very weird. Yes. Necessary <laughs> topic. Yeah, it was yes. So what we are talking about is just sex inside marriage, um, as well as is marital rape something that is approved? What have you heard? Um, things like that. See, that's, that's the one when you brought that up to me, I was like. Yeah. His eyes got big. What? As big as grasshoppers. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a an issue. I guess yes. to me, it's a solid. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's not okay. But but apparently, apparently, it goes on. Yeah, and Kate and Mariah, you, you guys too. You're just like no, like well, why are you even having this conversation? But have you heard of marital rape inside the CHM? I mean, I figured it was. I didn't really. I didn't really know it was a thing. I never heard anything really about that. I I'm kind of like what Phil said. Like it just it's wrong. I <laughs> I just thought everybody thought yeah. it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was like, yeah. I think the problem is, is like that so many people don't think that it a is possible mm. because the um, view on once you're married is that it's typically from the male side, but that men are entitled to whatever they want because they are married. It's like contractual. Oh boy. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's where it gets kind of touchy because you do say like, you know, you guys are in this together. You are now one body. You're like it becomes this really big ball of confusion because you have different people having different views on what the Bible has to say. Um, in regards yeah. to Bible verses, I look back at uh, after you start talking about this to me today, Miss. We was kind of going over it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do remember, and we probably all could think of someone. Sure. That you would see this couple, and sometimes there were multiple couples within the CHM. Actually, there were multiple couples, but they would just stick out as like the the wife just kind of reminded you of a whip dog, mm-hmm. and that was what was yeah. out in public. Yeah. Like I, I've even I've even heard of like this this one situation where uh, we talked one time about how people would call on someone to testify. Yeah, I'd like to hear someone that testify and all that. Well, and they would call on this lady to testify, and her husband would stand up, and be like, "I'll I'll testify for her. I'll testify for her. Got yeah. this." Mm-hmm. And like, oh my. whoa! Like, uh, I think this same wow. lady, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not speaking out of school here, mm-hmm. her family was getting ready to go away for a while. Her husband wouldn't even let her hug her dad. Yeah, it's like it's ew. What? It's it's to the point that there is a problem with the husband. Well, and after so after. Thinking about that, I'm like, well, yeah, I guess, I guess marital yeah. rape, I guess there are. There, I can only imagine how far that, that situation that I see with my mm-hmm. two, own two eyes, I can only imagine how far it would go. Right. Whenever they're still yeah, controlling yeah. that they feel like sure, they have to Sure, it gets worse when nobody's speak. around. Yes. And that, that brought up, like uh, Sarah was talking, like, what do you do when those situations and the wife is trying to say something, but it's so undercover because the husband is the upstanding person in the church or in a position of power that it's not believable. They don't want to believe what the wife has to say. Okay. So I feel like there's a lot of backtracking that has to happen before we get to this point. (laughs) Sure. Because what you're saying is true. A lot of times, um, I mean, public personas are just that they're personas. Um, but then there are, I mean, the people that I want to be around are the ones who are the same in public and in private. Um, like, they're always going to be consistent across the board to be kind and considerate to whomever they're interacting with. Uh, and you might have to take out my pauses, Phil, because I'm going to try to say this. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> say this as succinctly as I can. 
It is my opinion and belief based on my personal research that the teachings that we have grown up with, and this extends well beyond my 40 plus years of life. (laughs) Um, I mean, growing up in like the CHM and fundamentalist churches, that the man is the head of the household. And by being the head of the household, that means that he is in charge. He gets the last say. He's the decision maker. And the wife is secondary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is in every way. Like her opinions, if it's a kind man, will often play into his decisions. Mm-hmm. But they may not be made mutually. Because he is in charge. He is supposedly, you know, God's authority over her. Yeah. I've seen that. Uh, yeah. my, I'm thinking through, you know, different scenarios. I've absolutely seen that. Yeah. Oh, I have too. So the way that plays out, and this is, I've, unfortunately, I've heard this story, pers- like, like directly told to me, is that scriptures will be weaponized against her. If she does not want to have sex with him, then she is told she is sinning because she's not submitting. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, no. So this is where, and I do, I I used to subscribe to this thinking, okay? So, like, this is a big jump for me. Um, But now that Mm -hmm. I've seen it, I can't unsee it. (laughs) Right, right. And and this goes back to the question I want to ask each one of us here and get the input. What were you taught when it comes to sex? Is it something that whenever you want it, I'm just supposed to lay down and that's how it's supposed to go? Or is this like a mutual thing? Like, cause whenever Phil and I were talking and we were talking about how the servant mentality, um, in a good way, like he does things that make me happy. He is always, he wants to make me happy and serve me. Like he'll go put stuff in the dryer for me that make me happy. Like fills my love take. He shows he loves me in different ways. And by that also comes into the bedroom when it comes to sex, because isn't that the whole idea of sex to be, that it is a giving thing. Not only are you making him happy, he's also making you happy. This goes, that's, that's yeah. how I, I'm viewing it. Well, intimacy does not begin in the bedroom. Right. Correct. Intimacy yeah. is starts emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, Hello, emotional affairs. Intimacy, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And inti- intimacy is gained or had, you know, like outside the bedroom when you are working together as a team, not one over the other. Right. When you're working together as a team, especially like once you have children. Um, so often mom is left home alone with the children all day long. Right. And dad's only job is to go to work, make money and come home. And even then a lot of popular, um, authors, uh, you know, on marriage subjects who don't actually have degrees in marriage subjects, um, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, oh, well. He needs to have that like time to decompress when he comes home. Like he needs that 20 or 30 minutes, even though he may have just driven 20 or 30 minutes in silence. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if he's had a, had a bad day at work, then he needs that time to decompress. And, you know, even though mom is 24 seven, like 
There's never time for her to decompress. There's because it's always her responsibility to raise the children, to keep up the house, to make the meals and to take care of her man. Right. That to the point, it's almost like her needs are not met. It's, Is that it's where an you're obligatory going? chore. Mm-hmm. It's obligation sex. I like how so many of these, you uh, talking about these guys write these marriage books. They seem to know what I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. They, they're very assuming. And yeah. the other thing that gets assumed a lot is that um, all men lust. Mm. Like lust is just a like massive problem across the board, period. Does not matter who you are. Like if you're a man and you see an attractive woman and you notice that, then you're lusting. And it's, it's going to go from just noticing that she's an attractive woman because like... <laughs> I'm sorry, we all have eyes. There are attractive right. people in this world beyond our spouse. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to notice that. But their thought is that, like, you can't just stop there. You will lust after that person. And you'll have terrible ideas in your mind and that go yes. beyond just noticing that, hey, that person's actually really good looking. I think their definition, in my experience, their definition of lust was off. Because yes. they, mm-hmm. they would look at that, that uh, first initial, like, um, rec- recognition that that's an attractive person. Right. Like, that first yeah. look of, like, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. 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 No, well, anyway. and honestly, like this was one thing that I learned that was kind of like, you know, a little bit earth shattering for me when I started, um, when I read Sheila Ray Gregoire's book, and I, I know there's other authors, but it's The Great Sex Rescue. And there's a ton of data in there that is just mind boggling and so freeing to be honest. Um, but that's one of the things is that we've grown up thinking that noticing someone is attractive is lust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I and can, it's not. I, I can but see that. We also like, brain, like yeah. tell our boys growing up, like you're going to like, if you see girls, you're going to lust. So then why are we so shocked when they see girls and they lust? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because we're teaching them that basically you can't help it. You're going to be doing this no matter what. And yeah, like we're telling them that this is how they're made and it's not true. Right. I think my experience growing up and what I saw um, was maybe a little different than some in the CHM. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot where the women are, and I used to hear preaching on this, that women are expected to be in the home and like, like Sarah, like you mentioned, whatever people writing these books saying that you know it needs to be there just to cater to every need, and they would they would like preach uh, they would preach that that mm-hmm. the woman can't work, she just needs to be there raising the kids, and yeah. uh, that the one preacher would even say if you've got to have two people working, then you're just living above your means. It's like, I, dude, as yep. you roll in here in a four fifty. Uh, four, you know, with a with a big old <laughs> big old yeah, you know, what I'm saying? Spend, spending five to six hundred dollars at Christopher and Banks. I've heard this. I've heard this. Yeah, the wife should not be having to work because her goal in life, her mission, her calling in life is to take care of the children. By working outside the home, she is misplacing her duties and her calling. Well, and what I've I, heard this, like, oh, when I say that I I've saw heard something, plenty. <laughs> in fact, I, I used to subscribe to it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> when I say that I saw something different, I, you know, I saw mom. Um, she went back to college yes, when she, she was did. 32, became a physician's assistant, and 
you know, was a very self-sufficient woman mm-hmm. uh, before dad ever passed away. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what I did they that. say? What did they say? You're not oh, going to. She got a lot of sideways. Yes, looks. she did. They oh, were like, yeah. you're not going to leave Ralph now, are you? Because like she's able to provide for herself. And I'm like, heaven forbid. Yeah. A woman actually <laughs> makes some decent money. My, my grandma, uh, she worked. Yeah. She worked pretty much as long as I can. I mean, until her health got too bad. Right. But I think I got a little bit of a different. Because uh, we, we would hear some of the preachers that would preach that the women don't need to be outside the home. We just kind of be like, all right, yeah. next. You know, just kind of Yeah, you whatever. just write it off. You're just like, okay, that's for you, not for me. Moving on. And also, anybody that knows my mom knows that she's uh, not the kind of person pushed around. So I didn't see a whole, <laughs> lot, <laughs> I didn't see a whole lot of that neither. You will not find another man for your mom because she always says the men she meets are not as manly as she is. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes for you. Well, <laughs> he just wasn't manly enough, was it? Oh. No. There's an editing part. Oh. That's okay. I just had to say it. Not a topic for now. (laughs) She was, he was. So that's, that's what I saw up close and personal. But I also, I mean, from a distance, I saw the other side. I saw people being, um, you know, pushed into that other um, way of thinking. I never, never quite understood it because that's what I saw from mom and dad. Right. And so it was confusing for you because in your mind, you're just like, wait, this is how I was. What, what's the problem? Well, and when you talk about, when you mentioned marital rape, that's why to me it's like, yeah, no, it's wrong our, to rape. It, it, right. The culture in our house growing up was just like, no, what are you, what yeah. are you doing? You know, next question. Yeah. And uh, we just didn't, we just didn't see it like that, that whole thing of the women being pushed down. Well, there's, I didn't see it up close. I knew it was there. You'd, yeah. You know, right. But yeah, I, I've received three different messages from people talking about their personal experiences um, where they said, that they could not leave an abusive marriage because it was better to stay in that marriage so they weren't breaking the family apart. So she had to just do what she was supposed to do to keep him happy so that the kids would not grow up without a father. And oh my goodness. I remember re- <laughs> Yes. It, it, it's messed up the mind. And I'm thinking where do they get that in the Bible? And what it was was, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it, Sarah, or if someone else did, that it would be for the salvation of the husband that she was oh, yeah. submitting so herself. Yeah. And that was what Paul said in the Bible. Remember that verse? Oh, yeah. And that, this goes back to that. And I, there's so many scripture verses that they are twisting. Mm-hmm in this saying that women are supposed to be submissive to their husbands and they're supposed to yeah. be doing the thing, respecting him and, and his authority. And, and I'm kind of like, uh-huh. but there's more to this too, because like Phil was saying, he never lords over me. He hears my opinion about things. We are pulling together at like trying to make it to heaven. And so that, that right there does not, he's showing me love versus like, you know, raping someone that, that I'm sorry. No. Man, what, what a contract. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Kanan and Mariah, what, what did you guys see? Uh, so you talked about like your mom and stuff working and uh, stuff. I, I actually seen it up close that uh, mom didn't work. And uh, unfortunately, I'd even I'd even hear my dad say, you know, I am the man of this house and, and, and crap like that. And um, so I, I definitely did see that kind of stuff um, up close. Um, the culture that you saw, it was... It was a uh, a whole thing of women shouldn't shouldn't be outside the home. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, dude, my, my dad was crippled, and my mom would stay at home because he didn't feel like she should. Mm. Mm. 
I mean, that's that's what I grew up with, and, and it, you know, it's horrible. Did your mom feel like her goal and her mission and her ministry in life was to take care of you kids? Yeah, I think I think somewhat to a point. Um, but I think there was also times, you know, she would talk about getting a job or, you know, whatever, because obviously money was tight, you know. And, uh, and of course, you need to hear dad, no, no, my wife is not going to be working, you know. So, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, that, and that's what dad wanted, you know, and that's what dad got. Rye, you saw something, uh, you saw something different because of uh, your mom being a single mom, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so he left when I was 11. And honestly, like, I don't remember a ton before then. And I honestly, like, I wish I did so I could remember, like, how it was. So I could know not to be a parent like that. Not my mom, but my dad, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, obviously, there's a lot to unpack there. That's that's not a story for now. But um, my mom's always worked. She always worked. I mean, even from the time we were little babies, she always worked at a daycare so we could be with her. And so she just, we always went with her. So we were always... We were always with her, but she always worked her, I mean, like her whole life. And then after my dad left, well, not my dad, I claim Homer now, but mm -hmm. Bruce, after he left, she went back to being a full-time student. She was a full-time, she like worked full-time and then had four kids. Hmm. So, I mean, it was just, you did what you did to survive. Did she get any, did she get very many sideways glances and stuff because of that? Oh yeah. I mean, we were pretty much like. You were the outcast. Shut yeah. yeah. Because of being a yeah, divorce. How dare yeah. you? Now, I will say there were some people um, who obviously still accepted us. We still went to like the, the church that we went to. And that family, the pastor family, was always, I mean, I still have the utmost respect for them. And they are very, very deep CHM people. But I have, I, I literally have the utmost respect after how he showed grace and love to my mom and to us as mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was never, it was never a question. You just worked. Yeah. 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 Do what you yeah, gotta do. It, yeah. even, She's still working. Yeah. She didn't <laughs> even the widow in the Bible, like she, she had to work and she even sent her kids out to work too, because like her sons. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the true. Old Testament. That's true. Like there's so many examples of women working and then they don't want to, which I, I know what we're talking about is He's more a, than just women working, but I right. feel like it's kind of an indicator. Of, it does. You know, it can right. kind of yeah. yeah, it kind of goes with the idea, too, that we were talking about women being viewed as second rate. Like they're not, yep. they're not to be, <laughs> they're supposed to be at home and then taking care. And then they're supposed to be having that 15 minutes while the supper is cooking to freshen up their faces because the, the husband doesn't want to come home to a raggedy looking <laughs> wife. I don't know if you guys oh, remember wow. that flyer. It's like 1950s, how to keep your husband happy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that mm -hmm. one? I do. Yeah. yeah. I think I do. Oh, it was a mess. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, no. This kid, the kid's horrible. screaming. I hand the baby to Phil, and I'm just like, I'm making dinner. You you take care of the baby for me. I, you feel smiling at me because he knows it happens. That's true. It's, it's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> right. My opinion. Yeah. You, you help me out. Give well, me and then I'll just. I'll take that one step further and like not to be like whatever, but like Kanan's, we have a very mutual understanding that I, I work a full-time job with my child being with me. So not only am I a full-time mom, full-time housekeeper, I'm a full-time worker. I, I have a full job wow. that, mm -hmm. that I get paid. And so, I mean, not only am I working like 25 jobs, like I'm, right. I don't know. 
I can't, I can't stay home. I, I am staying home while working, <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was reading too, they talk about how being a mother is like two and a half jobs, full-time jobs. Yeah, the estimated salary for a full-time mom is one hundred fifty-two thousand. I yes. saw that yesterday. Yep. Painting we in the wrong profession. <laughs> you want to be a mom? <laughs> All right. No, I want to make it be the stay-at-home mom. Hey, but like Mariah, like it. she's doing a full-time job as well as being a mother. Right. So not so basically, she's doing three and a half jobs. But honestly, like with the way, like I tell everybody this, and not, I mean, honestly, most of the time he's not even with me. But like since being, since having another one, like Canaan's been my savior. Like the, the ways that he has stepped up and the things that he's done, it's, it's blown me away. And yeah. Heck yeah. Do so, what you got to pray there, man. So now, I appreciate the kind words, but my goodness, uh, it's, it's awkward. Let's all stare Canaan now. <laughs> no, I don't like but all so Canaan. I mean, I do, but. Right. So Canaan now. It's yeah. not his love language, so it's not what he's used Man, to. Man, it's hot in here. I'm burning up. <laughs> Kenan, I just want to say, you're, you're, I also think you're a very beautiful individual. Aww. From the yeah, you too, Phil. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. Embarrassing. Uh, so, Kanan, now that you see this side of it, um, and you know about marital rape, what are your thoughts? Like, would your expectations, if you were still in the CHM from Mariah, would you expect her to do... Stuff with when she didn't want to because she's exhausted. He doesn't have the sex she's drive. A for that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. I'm just being honest. Just okay. went from that compliment, no, dude. To just... I'm, I'm talking now. Dang. As a CHM man, you grew up in it. So you would know. And I'm, that's why I'm asking you, and I'm going to ask Phil this too. Being a full time working mom, so you're working outside the home and in the home. If you were still in the CHM, would your views, like, is she still supposed to service you even if she's exhausted? If I was like CHM, like still in the CHM, still yep. had that CHM Because your mentality mindset. is different now. It is definitely different now. Yeah. You're not saying the stuff so, you were five years ago. Yes, 100%. So you're trying to like say and switch it back to that. Right. Um, so yeah, as a young man still in the CHM when we were married, yeah, I, I've always tried to stay clear of that. So I've always tried to, yeah, I never tried to say Mariah was any less or you know, or that she couldn't do anything or I never made decisions without, you know, asking her, sure. talking it over. You know, we've always done that jointly. So, <laughs> no, I did you really though? Was, yeah. Did you really? <laughs> <laughs> no, he has, he has did tried you? to talk to you. I know uh, firsthand that he'd be like, yeah, I need to talk to Mariah about that though. And that's now this is later on after you guys have children. So I don't know what it was like in Florida and yeah. stuff like that, but my personal well, in Florida, I never saw you guys. her. So. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't even ask her. <laughs> she yeah, worked two fair. jobs and I was working one. It was, I will it was, say that there are some things that he never, we never talked about. Not not talked about, but we never, like, it was never like, I need her approval. And that was real estate. And it's because he has such a drive and I was so scared mm-hmm. that he just, he had to take the leap. And honestly, like, I'm so glad he didn't listen to me because he's doing uh, phenomenal. But uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> I, I, res- I almost respect him more for that. You know what I mean? Like, I respect right. him more for taking that leap, even though it's, 
Yeah, I didn't really talk to you much about that, did I? Nope. I forgot about that. <laughs> Forget all that I said. It's I okay. <laughs> there is forgiveness. <laughs> yeah, I've forgiven no, you. That is right. I think but, somebody did ask me their, that the advice on that the other day. They like, you know, so I, I said, yeah, I said, I. You're just gonna have to man up and do it, man. Like that's just that's kind of all it is to it. If you want it bad enough, like I said, she'll she'll see when the money starts rolling in. She'll. She'll come around. <laughs> when, you're, when you're buying Michael Kors, you know what I'm saying? She ain't going okay. oh, uh, So, Phil, you're... No, I'm just joking. But what about you, Phil? When it came to sex inside of marriage, was there ever a time, like, before when you were CHM, you don't feel this way now, obviously, like, you're very different um, in your thought process. But when you were a CHM boy, like, was it your thought that the woman is supposed to service no. the man? No. At all times, even if she didn't want to. And I, no, and I credit that completely to. I mean, Dad was an old redneck from West Virginia, yeah. so that I mean, Dad was born in 1933. Right. That's a, you know a long time ago, and right. Dad had a lot of that um, uh, stressed respect for women as far as you know, teaching to yeah. open the door and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, not not a bit. And of course, Mom, no. Yeah, Mom would have beat anybody if you had oh, the yeah. idea. <laughs> mom, mom would have whipped my rear hand. To this day, she would. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> She's like, to this day. She's the only reason yeah. I behave. She has a cutting board <laughs> ready for you. <laughs> but yeah, for me personally, um, and then I want to hear Sarah's side of it too, um, I never, ever felt that way at all. Even while I was in Papua New Guinea, um, where the women are actually bought. Now I've seen different sides of this, so That's I'm right. going. I forgot, I'm going on that. two different sides. The women were actually bought for a certain price. The father would say how much he wanted for his daughter, and so then that was a bride price. And then he had to scrounge out up however much the father wanted. Um, and if the father Jeez. said no, I'm not, and you could have less than, but if he accepted it and you at least tried to meet what he wanted. So, like, do, do you take a card, sir? <laughs> <laughs> do you take a credit card? That's crazy. But wow. that that's what I grew up with. And over there, I will say, I don't know necessarily that my friends were raped, but I do know that if you were not a Christian, it was not good for you. Really? Yes. And mm. I and I actually had a friend who was like getting married and they said, Oh, I'm so glad he's a Christian guy. I'm so glad. And this is what I've seen in Papua New Guinea. And that was my first idea that there was something going on abusive wise when it came to sex outside, like in marriage. So that hmm. was that was the PNG side of it. American side of it, uh, I didn't even really know much about it. I walked in on my parents one time and that was awkward. And that was the only experience I ever had um, (laughs) with that whole thing. But I never, but you weren't taught that that was the, no, no. My, in fact, my parents were like, whenever you meet the right guy, you will know. And you will like, you guys get married and then you guys can do whatever you want then. And that's between the two of you. And it was always this mutual. He's going to love me. He's not going to force me. Um, Which, I, I, I'm very thankful for because my I think dad was supposed to be. Yep. My dad was very, okay. Like, you know, you are a woman and you are like far above rubies. Like that's what your goal is. You want to be a woman that is like loving Jesus and like being the, all the best that she can be. So I can be a good help me for my future husband. And 
that that idea was painted in my mind. It was never okay. This is going to how it's going to be. You just need to be quiet and just accept it. This is how it's going to be. Hmm. So I never had that. Sarah, what was your thoughts? Okay, so like I'm the old one, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> At least comparatively. Um, so for me, um, growing up, like a. I think across the board, there was just not a lot of talk about sex, period. Mm -hmm. Like, you were lucky if you got the birds and the bees. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, for me, my, my first memories of even learning about, like, dating and marriage and all that stuff came from actually a Sunday school class. Um, and we went through um, the uh, True Love Wait series. And that was, like, my first introduction to, like, purity culture. Um, and so that would have been in the nineties. And what, what is purity culture for the young ones? We have younger oh, than us. So so <laughs> explain that a little bit for me. <laughs> so purity culture is, okay, this is to my best understanding and off the top of my head, but purity culture is the response to like the sixties and like seventies, um, sexual the hippie awakening of the american culture <laughs> okay yeah. like we're just kind of like you know nothing was off limits anymore um and so like the church in response as I, they seem to in a lot of ways when they see something like that happening they respond with a, a pendulum swing to the opposite end right so right. we have the sexual revolution happening and everything is up for grabs. And then you have the church responding with like, lock it down, mm -hmm. um, be pure and be holy. And like in themselves, those are not bad. Like clearly we should be pure and we should be holy. Right. Um, and then, but then there's like the response to um, that as well in the modesty teachings um, and they, they like hypersexualized, especially girls and women, um, oh, yeah. with mm -hmm. modesty messages. Um, and, and unfortunately it's, this is not across the board, but this is not uncommon, but to like sexualize even infants and what they're wearing, like whether or not they're wearing pants or if their legs are showing yep. like oh, yeah. infants and toddlers. Yep. And then, like, I mean, I remember that happening to me as early as probably 10, wow. feeling that energy from other people. <laughs> yeah. um, and that kind of attention. Um, and and I got, I got talked to by a pastor and his wife at one point, because, you know, you can't talk to a girl alone that my clothes were sending the wrong message. Oh my. And I was literally wearing the same thing as everyone else, a jean skirt and a t-shirt. Sending the wrong message with a jean skirt and a t-shirt. Yes. Mm. So it was inappropriate. They couldn't use me on the platform and I was being provocative. Provocative. Yeah. Jeez. Like you're talking about how, you know how girls that we naturally have our bodies, you have the natural hip sway and you have your boobs. And you have your stuff. I remember hearing a preacher once that said to a girl that she needs to maybe slouch a little more so her boobs aren't so prominent. Slouch. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're not allowed to actually have the physical attributes of what you are. Right. 
because obviously men lust and they can't control it. And therefore, if you dress in a t-shirt that a girl next to you with maybe a cup size or two smaller, where he's wearing the same thing, right? That's less provocative. Mm -hmm. And shame on us for having boobs. That that blows me. You need to, you need to have bad posture. You you just go like this. That way your boobs don't look so big. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Well, and like for me, like I, I'm tall. Mm-hmm. And I quit growing at this height when I was 14. Um, and so I looked like a woman and I was a girl. Yeah. And I got treated like a woman. So like that's that was like kind of my, my introduction to <laughs> at 14 this world. Jeez. Well, yeah, I, I stopped growing height wise when I was 14. And I was often mistaken for someone much older. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so so yeah purity culture so purity culture is just like an overreaction to the se- sexual revolution of the 60s and mm-hmm. so we're gonna like like just lock down on everything hmm it was i i can remember hearing because you talked about them um weirdly like sexualizing young kids Children. because mm-hmm. of you know their, mm-hmm. their clothes or whatever the memorial day parade in grafton was always preached against mm-hmm. and one of the reasons <laughs> they would say it's because of the cheerleaders it's like and looking back on it now i'm like dude it changes your ideas of what they were meaning you're talking like it? middle school and high school girls this yeah. is what you're worried about yeah like oh, yeah my. yeah as adults they're trying to like that's um, freaky sorry, yeah that's smack. Like once that once what? I I heard it so often that mm-hmm. and then just one day it clicked. It's like, oh wait, a, yeah, wait a minute, something odd there. Yeah, what's wrong with you? How about that? <laughs> something odd. Oh, yeah, goodness. yeah, yep, yep. To tie a lot of this stuff in, that I sounds like we're kind of random. It's actually not. Mm-hmm. So when you grow up in that kind of culture, and you guys are like on on the tail end of that, um, and then you also have like the view that women should stay at home and work and be like completely submissive, basically be, be a doormat. Uh-huh. Um, and realize that like women could not even have a bank account or a credit card in their name until I think the late seventies or early eighties. Mm-hmm. So like, if you think about that, like if you cannot financially support yourself, you can't leave. That's true. There's yep. no way out. There's no way out. So even now, like not letting your wife work, mm-hmm. it keeps them from any being able to do anything but rely on you for their well, you know, everything. I have a friend who um, went and got car insurance. And this lady, she's probably about your age, Sarah. And she has a girl my age. And um, she got the car insurance and everything. She put her name down, put her husband's name down because he's going to be driving her car. She got the insurance with her husband's name on it as he's the one. And she's like, um, no, I'm the insurance. I signed Holy up for cow. this. And they said, but this is how we always do it. The man comes first. And she said, no, take him off then. <laughs> she did. She stood up he for herself. I, and I was like, okay, girl. I mean, like, that's how you want to be. Go ahead. <laughs> but because... I guess he's able no, to. No, that's really common. Yeah, that's I was really shocked. really common still. Yep. And actually, uh, back to like marital rape, which is the whole subject. Right. Um, 
it wasn't until 1993 or 97 that the last state actually made it law that you couldn't rape your wife. Holy cow. I actually have it down. They even have like Is it Sarah, right here, 93. And 93, that's yep. okay, you're right. 12 or 13 states, though, have special rules which will qualify as rape. There are yes. three things. There's marital rape. There's the... Hold on. It's on my phone. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. I, I remember this. I was talking, and I was like, I need to get this so I can talk to Sarah yeah. about this. It was bad. 1993. So it was, it's awful. It was shocking to me that they are still yes. allowing rape to happen. So the states. Marital rape... Uh, Criteria differs slightly from other rapes. So in Idaho and Utah, shock, shock. Isn't that the Mormon areas? Okay. Just threw it out there. Yeah, it's Mormons. I, I, it's oh, we was all thinking Okay, it. this is what, Mississippi right here? I believe so, yes. Okay, and then there's uh, Florida, Georgia. What's the one above it? South oh, Carolina? Boy. You put me on the spot. Yeah, they, like, like a lot of these different states. Ohio actually has different criteria yes. for what qualifies yes. as rape. Um, Iowa uh -huh. has a different one. Michigan is different. There's so many different rules. Now, when you talk about different criteria, what, what do you mean different criteria? Oh, um, different criteria. So hold on. What I might have to get my phone down. Yes, so like there's how, how four different, different things. So like, I think some states don't qualify coercion as rape. Yes. Um, coercion. Yes. Okay. So I mean, so basically, yeah. Go ahead. You want me to say what that is? Go ahead. Just talk. <laughs> I'm fine. So, like, coercive rape is where, like, say, you ask your spouse if they, you know, for um, permission, um, because you should, um, and they say no. And then you're not happy with that, and you won't take no for an answer. And so you, like, oh, but honey, blah, 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 and you, like, won't take no, and you guilt trip them into doing what they don't want to do. So the recognition of marital rape and the treatment of it by the state legislatures and courts throughout the U.S. has grown immensely over the recent years. The state criminal justice systems throughout the country have advanced from widespread belief only 20 years ago that a husband could not be viewed as guilty under the law of forcing sexual intercourse with his wife. So this happened in 1993. That's how I remembered it was 20 years ago. Today, the <laughs> law in many states breaks down marital rape crimes into various types discussed as below. So marital rape, there's three different different ones against his wife's will and without her consent is one two with her consent but after having obtained the consent by causing to fear for her own life death or harm or of her kids by her husband oh boy that's another type of coercion mm -hmm. and um when her consent is during intoxication or other circumstances of unsound mind like she's been drinking or something like that um uh a big one is they rape them when they're sleeping. Yes. Isn't this crazy, Camera? Just 20 years ago, they just made it illegal. Crazy. No. So they have three different names for it. Force-only rape. Um, and this is when like they're obviously being forced. Battery rape is the one where they're feared, scared for their life because they're being threatened. Like, okay. if you don't do this, I'm going to punch you. Or you are punching them so that they give you what you want. Jeez. Um, and it says obsessive sadistic rape. And this is the one where it involves torturing the wife and committing acts of perversion against her. And the attacks include forced bizarre sexual acts. Well, so another part of coercion too is like where um, like they know that if you say no, that you will just literally throw a temper tantrum for the next several days. Mm -hmm. 
or however long. And be violent. Or you'll get a silent treat right. treatment. You'll be violent. You'll be mean to everyone. And so it's easier to just take it for the sake of the rest of the week or however long yeah. until you have because you're scared for your children. You need this again. Yes. Because yes, what do you know? You don't know what they're doing um, whenever you're not there. Like you, there's right. a lot that can go into that. Yep. Then you hear about these men who are just like, I don't understand why she doesn't want me. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. I got awful. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like yeah, there's a there's well, a big are you generally a nice me. person? Because that might answer a lot of questions. <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about what does the Bible say about. You want to? Yeah, let me jump in here for a minute. So sure. I, I'm thinking my my gears are working here. Sure. There is, uh, I'm assuming that this is different, but I know that there, me and you talk about this today. Right. There is a bit of a, uh, what would you call it? The general, the mating dance the humans do. Right. Okay. There is a, <laughs> there is a bit of a. Um, Where the man always chases the woman. Right. Well, and that's 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 where flirting comes Is into there? it and intimacy and stuff like that. Well, actually, the woman lion attacks the man if she's not getting enough sex. So that. <laughs> so what, what I'm what I'm getting at with that, I'm assuming it's different than like the uh, you know, the chords, and it sounds like it's uh, way over the top. Yeah. But there is a, a, a bit of a. I don't know how to say it. I think Fully. what you're is what you're talking about is you have there's like, words, there's Kate. an agreement that, that you've come to that you're just gonna. No, it's just the way it goes. Like the the usually well, usually typically doesn't yeah. always happen this way. You know, the man pursues the woman. That that, and I'm not just talking in a sexual way. That's through you know, dating and all that. Well, yeah, um, usually that's why it was always looked down upon in the CHM that you know a woman talked to a guy first. That was oh my gosh, terrible. Oh Lord. Yeah. And I, I was like, I'm not after him. That's why I talked to him first. Yeah. And of course you have to give me here. I'm, I'm thinking a little bit out loud. Mm -hmm. So like intimacy though, in the bedroom is a culmination of like mutuality and intimacy outside of the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Like, right. yeah, sure. Yeah, that's correct. You're like, you're both working, you know, supporting each other, helping each other, loving each other. So by the time you come to the bedroom, like that's the natural thing that's going to happen obviously we're going to have bad days. We're going to be tired. We get sick. Women have PMS. We have babies. You know, we have illnesses. Those are not times where we're supposed to be demanding that our quote needs unquote be met. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that demanding is ever like, yeah. Like just, demanding should never be yeah, in should never part, be part of, of well, and that, that's what comes up too. Like, I'm sorry, if you're forcing someone to do something that they don't want to do, that right there is the first warning sign of, hey, wait, wait, wait. First, that's wrong. And two, <laughs> that's not Bible. Like the Bible says to love your wife. Forcing them to do something is, is wrong. I look at it this way. Whenever it says for husbands to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Right. Which to me is a whole lot of love. It, it sure is. Sure is. And if I love you as right. I'm supposed to, Right. I'm not going to be forcing you to do something against your will. Right. That's kind of how I it, it breaks down to me. I agree. I think a lot of a lot of men lose sight of that 100%. It, it becomes an interesting um what's the word? My needs it becomes selfish and that's where this right. whole marital rape comes up. And that's why sure. you have that you have these preachers that are saying, "Hey, 
um, yes, yeah, so she has to meet your needs or she's going to go out there and, or he's going to go out there and cheat on you. And it turns into this whole fear That's, factor uh, thing yeah, where they're trying yeah. to scare you into doing something. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that, isn't that what we're not supposed to be afraid? There's no fear in love. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're afraid of that, then obviously he doesn't love you. And no, you know, you're not going <laughs> to sleep with him anyways. Like yeah. it defeats the whole purpose. Just because you get married, you don't give up your personhood. Right. Right. Well, one of the things, too, is like in all these marriage books, which are typically read by women, mm-hmm. it is taught mm-hmm. in most of these, like, you know, supposedly um, experts, supposedly, <laughs> um, <laughs> that if you don't fulfill this man's need, again, they act like it's air. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do that, then he will go find it outside of you, whether that's via porn, whether that's like another woman, you know, whatever, like he'll go find it because if you're not providing it and then, then he has to go find it because it's air to him. Right. <laughs> See, this, this is something that, that that type of thinking right there always bugs the crap out of me because a man yeah. still has a responsibility to be a human being. Right. And, and if he's a Christian to be a Christian. That's like that's why I get so upset when I hear people talk about how they love to ride the whole thing. You better dress modest because of your uh, you might cause some man to lust. Yeah, okay, you're, well, you're I mean, the stumbling block. Oh man, that's that's a big fine. Conversation and and, and too. I, I know I fully agree that a woman should not that shouldn't be her desires. Like I want to cause somebody yeah, to lust. Yeah, I seriously want. But that's someone something to... you got to figure out. Right. Me, it's my job to keep my myself straight. You have self control and and Absolutely. personal responsibility. And so many times. Now, honestly, it's kind of demeaning to men when you really think about it because they paint us out to it be is. animals. Yes. Oh, well, yes. they can't control themselves. You better be careful, though. It's like, no. Yeah. yeah. Personal responsibility. And you said it. Very, very true. <laughs> they paint men out to be animals. Like it's like it's nothing better than, you know, a, a buck in the rut or something like that. It's like, right. dude, we're, no, we're better than that. It's true. I got a buddy that he was, he not long ago was even saying something like, man, they shouldn't be dressing like that. So I'm like, okay, I get that they shouldn't be, but it's like you, on the other hand, need to have some self-control, you know, and, you know, learn to look the other way or move on down the road, you know. Yeah, whatever you got to do. The the fear thing, too, because if the woman doesn't have a job, how is she going to support children? He's going to leave her. He's going to find someone who probably has, is, doesn't have kids, who has a better body than she does. Like it, ter- it turns into this big whole fear thing. Or she knows that he's abusive and she can't leave because she can't support herself. Exactly. Absolutely.